The Meet for TCAS is brought to you in part by SoneLab, a recording studio in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Offering recording, mixing, and mastering of all styles of music, we even master podcasts. Email info at sonelab.com for more information. That's info at sonelab.com. That's the record button. Have we started? We have started. So, this is the Meet for TCAST. You might always start like that. Who knows? All right. Welcome to the Meet for TCAST, Season 3, Episode 25. I'm Mark Allen Miller. And I'm not. <laughs> She's Elizabeth McDuffie. She's like the, brain, the brains behind the operation here. We have a wonderful conversation with readings and, and some live music, live too. music yeah. performances interspersed within with none other than Daniel Hales. Also known as DJ Sela. Also known as Just DJ Sela is his online name. Um largely so students can't Mess yeah. with them online. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to just try to keep yeah, his, so his just professional life and teaching. So don't don't out him on this. Teaching secondary school <laughs> and that stuff. Anyway, we do have a long and lovely chat with him, and Dan is an extraordinary writer. He has a few books out, which we will put in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got at least one book out and I think there's more and he's been a member of a lot of really cool musical projects including Dan Hales and the Frost Heaves or Frost Heaves and Hales as they're also known is it really Frost Heaves and Hales Frost Heaves and Hales as well yep I stand corrected well, I think I think he's done things under both but I could the be the cool thing about Frost Heaves and Hales is if you live in New England a number of road signs conveniently have your band name displayed prominently on them. I don't think that was an accident. I think that's very clever. I think it was on purpose. And he has been publishing in Meat for Tea since ever, since Jeez. the Mint yeah. issue, which was volume four, issue 12, when our magazine was still bumped and stapled and was not yeah. perfect bound. Under 50 pages, I think. But if you're looking for publications with his work in them, there's the Mint issue, the Bone issue, the Kummerspec issue, the Ruyubos issue, which has a wonderful cover painting by Braden Duncan of David Bowie, which he stayed up all night and painted after finding out about his demise mm, the night that's of. Right. It's a gorgeous painting too, by the way. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Black Forest issue, and most recently, volume 14, issue 13, the Black Current issue. So if you want a whole Dan Hill's collection of meat for teas, that is what you need to do. Yes, and you can get those all at meatfortea.com forward slash buy.htm. Yay! There's a lot of stuff at meatfortea.com. I think a few number, a fair number of those are actually still available in our back issue physical copies too so if you don't see it listed in the drop down menu for the back issues 
you can also email us go hey do you have a copy of blah 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 and then we'll go look through our archives and if we do we will get back to you and let you know of course if you like the stuff we do one of the best ways you can support us well there's a few ways Mm -hmm. if you are a business owner and you're not a big icky corporation to whom I do not speak you should consider advertising in Meat for Tea. Our rates are very affordable and because we are fully independent, it is with ad revenue that we are able to stay in print. That's right. And we've been able to stay physically in print for 16 plus years and going strong. Lovely and charming Sarah McCartney. She was on the podcast a while ago, and if you missed hearing her episode, you should go back and look for it. But she co-authored a fabulous book with Samantha Scriven called The Perfume Companion, The Definitive Guide to Choosing Your Next Scent. And it's just, it's a stunning book. If you've got Luca Turin's book, which I do, and that's also a great fragrance lover's addition to the library. You're going to need this one too. They divide fragrances up into citrus, floral, soliflores, soft amber, herbal woods, musk, mossy, leather, oud, gourmand, fruity, marine, and concepts. I very much appreciate that they don't use the dreaded O word, which has classist and racial and colonialist connotations of which I am not fond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're a sponsor and I'm very grateful to them. I'm just going to read you a little sample from the floral division and each division is divided into um, subcategories. So in the classic category of the floral division, we have First up, a scent that was my signature scent when I was a very um, fragrant, snobby 15-year-old. <laughs> L'Air du Temps by Nina Ricci. Reawakening of hopes and dreams in the perfumer's Francis Fabron. Created in 1948, the post-war aftershock made the dove-shaped lid a poignant symbol of peace. L'Air du Temps is a fragrance of light and shade, a bittersweet symphony that makes you smile as you discreetly pat away tears, like birdsong after silence. The florals and the aldehydes provide an ultra-feminine accord of ponds cold cream, roses, jasmine, and dainty orange flowers. Meanwhile, the strong-arm base of patchouli, vetiver, and deep spicy resins captures the flowers and wraps them in a golden aura of amber. It's an ever-changing scent that suits every age group I've smelled it on, from me as a teen to my aunt in her 60s. This is a scent I am never without. So that's a sample of mm-hmm. the writing, and that's Samantha Scriven's writing. You get their initials after their entries. If you're a lover of 
words and well-composed prose and even one that doesn't give a shit about perfume, (laughs) you'll still enjoy this book because the writing is, as you just heard, glorious. Yeah. We have a very generous partner to meet for tea. We really appreciate them very much because it's through ad support that we stay in print. So without further ado, let me tell you about Sucre Bay. Sucre Bay is perfume made by weirdos like you. And they're a cruelty-free, women-owned indie perfume and body products company who love making people smell good. Each scent is crafted by hand in their Washington State Lab located in the woods. And honestly, I don't know where else you can find fragrances with names like Sea Hag, Don't Panic, Siren Song, Goth as Fuck. Those are just a few of their bestsellers. So great. They have all sorts of other things too, bath care products. And also they, they partner with a lot of interesting people, including our friend Sarah McCartney of 4160 Tuesdays, Sucre Bay is one of the few places in the States you can get yourself some 4160 Tuesdays fragrances. Yes. So head on over to sucrebay.com. Check out their wares. And we thank them Check for... Check the show notes for the proper spelling. Mm-hmm. And thank you very, very or much, should I do it on Sucre mic Bay. now? Oh, yeah. You know what? How's it spelled? Yeah. So if you just go to S-U-C-R-E-A-B-E-I-L-L-E.com, that'll get you there. Yeah. We really appreciate their support. Thank you so much, Sucre Bay. Thank you so much, Sucre Bay. We love you. You should also consider shopping our spring store, to which we have just added beach towels. Mm-hmm. It is the season. And With the matini. You meet need teeny a meatini beach towel. I need a meatini beach towel. I know, we got to get those. Everybody needs a meatini beach towel, and there's tote bags, and there's mugs, and there's pint glasses, and there's socks, which David Miller wore to his unbuttoned reading. I know, he was rocking them. That was great. And t-shirts and everything else. So, And you'll find that also at meatfortea.com. Just click on the t-shirt icon on any of the pages, it'll take you right to the store. And another groovy way to support us and to also physically get meat for tea in your mailbox is to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Or you can become a Patreon subscriber. And for the second tier level, we will give you a PDF of each issue as they come out. But so if you that. go to meatfortea.com forward slash subscribe, you will get a print, physical, very thick, 135 pages plus. Generally, we're averaging perfect mm-hmm. bound issue in your mailbox. There's a bunch of different options for you, depending on how you prefer your reading material to be delivered to you. And if you're feeling a little pinched for cash, one of the best things you can do, besides telling your friends and family and everybody you know <laughs> to go and listen to the Meat for Tea cast, is give us a five-star review with writing 
or like and subscribe and depending Apple Podcasts. Yeah, depending on your platform, you can just like or subscribe. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also give us a five-star review with writing, which is really great for the algorithm. And we read those reviews mm, on do. the podcast. So there is all of that to take into consideration. And we very much appreciate all of our folks. We've got a very we generous really Patreon subscriber to mention right now, who is Amy McClellan. Thank you very much, Amy. I hope you're enjoying your Patreon listening. She also physically subscribed to the issue. Yep, she's getting it all the ways. Nice. Thank you, Amy. Yes. And big thanks to everyone who supports us over the years. It's been fantastic. Looking at you, Big Red Frame. Looking mm-hmm. at you, Corsella's Butcheria. Oh, yeah. Looking at you, Sucre Bay. Looking at uh, you, Sarah McCartney. We, we, if we drop if we drop all the names of the people who've been supporting us over the years, we would just have a full podcast and we wouldn't be able to actually get to our conversation with Daniel Hales. Which we really should, because it is awesome. It was so much fun. He's an old friend and he's a mega talent and he, like me, is also a Lewis Carroll fan his mm-hmm. album contrary wise where he takes the poems that occur in through the looking glass and alice in wonderland and makes them into songs is ever <sighs> so cool such a great record so check out contrary wise definitely go i think it's on all the streaming platforms actually i think i think he's made that quite widely available it's a terrific record it's so good but we talk about that and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think maybe we should just, shall we? Just pitter patter. Yeah, let's get it out of here. Here's our conversation with Daniel Hiles. And we have officially begun to exploit a much abused literary troupe on this dark and stormy night. <laughs> I'd like to invite Dan Hales to the Meet for Tea cast. Woohoo. Thanks. Thanks for being with us, Dan. We're psyched to have you. Yeah, we've got some history, uh, the three of us. It's yeah, well, we were we were at UMass together. Yeah, although you were you were in a similar but similar sphere, but different, right? You were in the PhD track. I was PhD track. I was composition rhetoric. Yeah, and you were MFA. What year did you come in? Started in ninety three. And I managed to drag it out till 98. Oh, wow. Okay, so you were just exiting as I was entering, because I came in in the fall of um, 90, 97, 98. Yeah, and I... Or was it 98, 99? It's a brief overlap. Yeah. I was still in that world. Those are still a lot of my friends, even though I was had moved on. And obviously, I never escaped the valley, so... <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> there is no escape. Cannot escape. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Once you're here, We're, you're assimilated. That's it. <sighs> no, and I, I think I um, I was, I don't know if a lot of the other PhD people did this, but I I quickly discovered that the people you want to hang out with were the MFAs. So <laughs> much better parties. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People that have already resigned themselves to not having careers after graduation tend to be more fun. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Although there are certain fields in just the PhD track, um, philosophy, 
There are some hard drinkers in philosophy. At that. <laughs> I guess the, <laughs> it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, I would. Like I would, you've, you've, I would you've looked at the world and you're like, ugh. Yeah, that would fit the philosophy major profile. <laughs> How do you kick the existential dread? Drinking is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah, so you've been you've been uh, actually a contributor. We were looking back at at uh, the issues. You've been a contributor for like uh, like over 10, a decade, ten years or something. You've got long ancient history. Yeah, I was digging through, and it was like over ten pieces that written pieces, and then you you folks have also been nice enough to put some of my collages in there. I like your collages. You thank you. You did that spine poem of mine too, which was yeah. So yeah, I've I've been I've been meeting for tea a bunch. <laughs> you really have. You had collages on exhibit at a past circuit sewn lab. Yes. Yep, I did. Those were some of the ones that were in that issue. The issue that mm-hmm. had Bowie on the front has one of my collages on the back. Yep. And a few more inside. I know. Sitting here looking at it. I thought I was gonna be holding it up, but I'm just holding it up for me, yeah. <laughs> well, pe- people can go and get the PDF. Well, you can tell people which meat for tea that was, so they can just go on the website and get their hot little hands on it. The rooibos. The rooibos issue. Yeah. Yes. Um, my research led me to the mint issue, which was, I believe, the first one that I had. Things that's in. my records show that as well. Yeah. That was in a really old format. Mm-hmm. It, it's when we'd solidified the size and shape of the journal because in the initial four years Alex Wagman and I kept playing with the size and shape and that's when we had Raphael Lino so we just solidified that shape and that was also um, a Raphael Lino cover but that was still when it was bumped and stapled. It was imperfect bound, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's great. It was leaning more towards the zine side, and I think we're leaning far more t- towards the proper literary journal, dare I say, granta side of things. Goodness <clears throat> gracious. Yeah, there's a spine. Once there's a spine, it's, it's shit got real. Yeah. But, right? Yeah, I know. We, we, we actually said that back then. We're like, meat for tea has grown a spine. <laughs> nice. About fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Spineless bastards. <laughs> it was seven years in. It was the um, volume one of um, volume seven, issue one with a John Lurie cover, actually. Oh, that was the first one. That's right. The John the Lardo issue. Yeah. And now, now John Lurie's got his TV show and everything else. Not that he was small potatoes. I was going to say he finally prior. hit it big. Yeah, we, we launched him. <laughs> That'll be the story we tell. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. He, you launched him, and he gave you your spine. Yes. Yes, in return. A spine for a launch. That was the rate of exchange. Well done. I think we got the short end of the stick. <laughs> so, so you and I go back quite a ways as well, never mind meat for tea, you know, we, we've we've had some some musical encounters. I'm trying to place. I was I was pondering this earlier today. When 
was our first like musical encounter. Was it, was it the, um, the Sunblind almost motor crash thing? Ooh, that was so cool. I think that that was, I think that was, might've been the first thing. Yeah. Where we both contributed to that track and then Umbral blossomed out of that. And then you mastered Umbral and that was, that was quite an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, a marvelous project for, for those who are listening. Love Dan Mahoney. Yeah. Dan, Daniel Mahoney put together this, this compilation book well, maybe, 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 Dan, maybe you can tell this. How, what was the book? Yeah, what was you, the book about? you tell it, Dan. You're the guest. Sure. So Mahoney's, I'm, I'm giving my airtime to fucking Mahoney. <laughs> 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 well, well you, you're, you're going to give it to you too. No, no, I was going to give it to him. So. I'm just joshing in case Mahoney ever listens to this. He would do the same. <laughs> he damn well better if he knows what's good for him, right? So, so yeah, Mahoney. Same with his brother. Yeah, that's where he goes in the summers. <laughs> I've published his brother. Damn fine writer. Scene. That's what we call him. Mm -hmm. That's what we call him instead of, because he's one of those S-E-A-N Sean's. We call him Scene. Yeah, I like Scene. I seen Scene the other day. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so he writes this, this, this book of fake reviews, or, or not fake reviews, real reviews of bands that don't exist. And uh, in this very yeah. over-the-top, sort of like self-involved, narcissistic reviewer sort of style, where, you know... Which exists. Oh, which is bountiful in rock criticism. <laughs> it's kind of like, yep. when I first encountered this, you know, it's, it's, it ends up being sometimes <laughs> more about, you know, what the, the speaker was listening to and doing and than it is about the music. And uh, so when Spork picked up the book of these... Imagine reviews of imaginary bands. Then Mahoney reached out to people he knew that were real life musicians and asked them to choose different acts that he reviews and pretend to be them and record a song as that imaginary alter ego. And so I recorded a song as Umbral, which he described in the review as a Berlin psych drone collective. That's <laughs> legendary, uh, but also completely obscure. And, you know, you have to be super, you know, in underground to know about these guys. And then Mark chose Red Lily. Red Lily was yeah. the band, right? Yeah, Red Lily was the band. I can't remember the description now off the top of my head, but I knew it had something to do with... God, I could lay my hands on the book, too, yeah. just in the other room. It was something to do with, with sort of a crushing... Oh boy, a crushing atmosphere or something like that. It was um, weighty and droning and brooding and brutal or something. I mean, I am completely, completely paraphrasing. Sounds very German industrial. But it was, he actually picked that for me. I didn't, I didn't actually select that. I had selected another band because I thought it was, it was, the name was appropriate. And he's like, oh no, no, they're like a, you know, shoegaze band or something. I'm like, well, that's not me. And so he's try this. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I ended up with Red Lily on his choosing, which ended up being, and of course you're, you've got a story here too, but it ended up being the inspiration for an actual EP that I did under my own band name, Out Out, called Red Lily, done in a similar style. 
And it's, uh, you know, it was a great, it was a great excuse for me to stretch out and try something different. So I really appreciate Dan having me be part of that because it did expand my horizons. But the same thing happened with you, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the umbral song that I recorded for that cassette comp uh, was just scratched an itch that I really was like, why aren't I doing more? Why aren't I doing more shit like this? And so I just yeah. for fun recorded a, a full, a full length album as umbral. And then no, with no, you know, hopes of it, or I guess hopes, but no real reason to think that Spork would dig it and they dug it and they put it out as a cassette. <laughs> and uh, since then I've, <laughs> recorded i have almost finished a double album of umbral stuff oh. uh and oh, pandemic, wow. they, so they were talking about putting out the first one and then and they were like and mahoney can write another more reviews and there'll be glossy liner notes and all these things and and then the pandemic and uh yeah i haven't touched base with them again and i'm like all right well i'll just keep recording while i of course, hunkered down in uh, pandemic land, and it kind of blossomed into a double album. Oh so wow! Maybe they'll put that out, or maybe it will just be some kind of big band camp sort sure, of thing. That's exciting. When when is that due for release? I mean, uh, with or without Spark? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I just need to stop mixing and decide it's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure Mark can't relate to it no, at all. No, no, he has no idea what yeah. that's like. Yeah, it could, it could go on. And the fact that I, I let it grow to a double album is absurd. Uh, I should absurd but, and great. Yeah, it's the first half. Yes, <laughs> hopefully the first half is done, and the second half is like some sitar mixes away from being done. I oh, guess. Wow. Fantastic. Is that some of the material that I I sent you some tracks for? Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, you, you sent me some synth tracks for that and some bubbles. They, they were really cool. <laughs> so yeah, at some point that will be coming your way for mastering, hopefully nice. before the end of the year, maybe. Oh that's, man, that's I look forward to that. I so look forward to that because the, the, the material that I'm familiar with that you were doing for that is just, I mean, well, again, back to, to, to Dan sort of being an inspiration is like, boy, did it, you know, it set you off in such a great direction that without his, his weird concept for a book, <laughs> neither of us would have created some of the things that we were created. And I'm really grateful for Mahoney that. Mahoney can be inspirational that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very cool way of collaborating without intentionally, I guess, setting out for it to be one and then it. Yeah, it's like he scattered seeds and many, many strange things grew. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure some of the artists, the other artists that uh, contributed to that cassette have probably similar stories. I mean, because what a what a cool thing Got to do. A special podcast episode with everybody that was on that would be cool. Oh, That's yeah. a future thought. Yeah. Well, listeners, maybe we'll pull that together. Stay <laughs> tuned. It'll be an undertaking. That would be pretty So talk rare. about this series that you're involved with in Greenfield. Like the one, the show that you pulled the plug on tonight because of thunder and lightning. Oh, so it's a it's a local musicians co op thing that I'm a member of, and the way it What's works it is the 
Greenfield Co-op, uh, oh. Musicians Co-op. Okay. And yeah, you 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 if you remember, you play a couple gig, you play two gigs in the Energy Park, and then you agree to volunteer for two other, you know, nights that you're not performing. And you mm, could nice. be running sound, you could be the MC, you could be doing setup or whatever. And so yeah, but tonight I was the MC and I was the one that got had to call the show and pack up before the torrential downpour started. And and actually our we we had a concert that was also <laughs> I, I wouldn't say rain dated, but there was an a violent incident in the park very shortly before our <sighs> That's right. Uh, where someone on the stage, some it's a lot of homeless folk hang out in the park and on the stage before the show. Mm-hmm. Someone hanging out on the stage before the show was shot at by someone, and all the recorder said was minorly injured. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know where exactly went down, but Yikes. Uh, yeah. So the I showed up to play my gig a couple weeks ago and the park was a crime scene. And so be making that, that gig up August 11th, knock on wood, no shootings or rain. (laughs) What, what what else is known about this shooting motivation? Um, I I haven't seen a follow up story. I just saw the initial story. Yeah. I saw the initial story too. Yikes. But I think I saw the initial story initially from you on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then someone was telling me tonight that I think the recorder mistakenly said that the shooting interrupted the show and that our concert had to be stopped, which is not the case. It happened before. I, I had a bunch of people emailing me saying, are you okay? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it happened before I got there. So Yeah, don't get me started on inaccuracy in reporting. <laughs> I still remember a Gazette article, which was kindly devoted to discussing Meat for Tea entering to its seventh year, and my photo caption named me as Heather McDuffie. So, Ooh. yeah, Heathers were the girls I beat up in high school. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Very different types of girls. Heather's and me. Anyone see the movie? Heather's and yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a bit of a that's a bit of a typo there. It's, a, a, it's a little bit, right? That. It's a stretch. Can't blame that one on autocorrect. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. They also said meat for tea is um, a twelve inch by twelve inch square publication. Can you imagine the printing cost of producing such be- a thing? Like album size, yeah, that would be pretty wild. Um, well, at that point, we would have we would be obligated to include a free LP with every issue. We would, absolutely. Maybe that's that, a future maybe that's, design. That's what you evolved to after the perfect bound. Yeah. Oh my god, how cool would that? Yeah, after, Just a double I, album with a booklet. After I win Mega Millions, all right, cool. I mean, well, you just got to yeah. win then. That's it. Who's the billionaire? Yeah, I guess that's that's it. It's set in stone, uh, dear listeners. Hang tight. There'll be news coming. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I did. I did. I did buy a ticket. I did today. I did. I broke down and went, okay. We were talking about it last night. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. 
I'm going to buy a ticket. Why not? Although I still think a billion is an irresponsible prize. I think it should be 10 million divided amongst 100 people. If a bunch of people have the same numbers, then that happens. But I think I I would hope that if it was a singular winner, that they would take 90% of that and do something good with it, like get rid of it. But that's just me. Well, I would. And also put out a literary journal with with vinyl. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that That's all going to happen. Oh, oh, I, oh, I'd love to do that. That'd be so cool. Well, Mark bought the ticket, so. <laughs> yeah, he, he bought. You can't win if you don't play, man. He bought man. the ticket. You called a show tonight. I, I called a show, too. We were, I had all my bands and my filmmaker and exhibiting artists book for the September 10th Cirque at Sound Lab. And I just let all the peeps know that we've decided to make it virtual and not a physical Cirque in the studio. Numbers are too high. The variant. Yeah. It just didn't seem... You've been there. You've you've seen how tight Sound Lab can get when there's a crowd. Particularly in the lounge. Yeah. And you can't make people stay out of the lounge. No. We had we had this wonderful arrangement with Abandoned Building Brewery for the past year where we were able to actually kind of take over their space and use both of the rooms. More social distancing. And that was that was great, but they, they are actually busy enough right now where they're like, Yeah, we, we can't really do that. And no fault to them at all. But so we said, okay, well, we'll just go back to the studio. And then I, will, I was looking at the studio the other day and going, if there's 30 people in here, everybody's breathing in. in and the numbers yeah, are crawling up. Not even crawling. That might be the wrong verb. Yeah. Racing. So, so we, we, just, we just decided to be responsible. And we're going to do it virtually. I don't want to yeah. be remembered yeah. for getting my friends sick. Meet for tea, the super spreader event. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's all we need. Yeah, exactly. So you have been with us since the mint issue, then the bone issue, Commerspec, Ruibos, Black Forest, and Black Current. And I bet you've got a bunch of them handy. Do you want to treat us to a reading of anything you choose? Sure. I, I would I, I would be delighted to, and unfortunately you cannot see, but I have the cat of many names sitting in my lap. Aww. So hopefully some, Aww. some of her purring will get picked up. As oh, that's, I good. Aww, that's good. I'll, I'll try to enhance that. Yeah, just EQ that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cat of many names. How many names? Oh, there's so many, and they. Oh, this they, is good. I mean, she has at any given time. She has sort of her dominant name, but it shifts over time. This is like my youngest child, <laughs> who, Aaron, who I called sometimes Airbee, and when she was a toddler, Chub Apple. Because, <laughs> nice. I mean, it was sweet That's then. Nice. It wasn't insulting at all for a two, three-year-old. She just had the best round pink cheeks and bubble wrap. One bubbles. <laughs> and <laughs> bubbles. bubbles. So, child of many names. <laughs> nice. Chubapple. Chubapple was 
<laughs> and Aaron Cakers and Smackers. Smackers. Nice. That's a good oh, list. No. It's good. It's good to be able to alternate based on occasion, you know. Yeah, I understand the many names. I'm quite familiar with the concept. <laughs> well, Kerfluffle chose this one from the bone issue for me. Kerfluffle. She was, well, she was pawing through the pages, and this is what she chose. Uh, this I'm so is, glad. <clears throat> might be a different title in Bone, but this is in my book, Como Hacer Preguntas, or How to Make Questions. Uh, I remember the title was very similar, but it's How to Be Loved, Respected, Famous. It's a book of how-to poems, and this is, you know, news people need. Useful. <laughs> so here, here's, the, here's the formula, How to Be Loved, Respected, Famous. There's nothing I couldn't do for you. You could cast me in an instructional film, a CPR recertification video, the doofy guy joshing with coworkers in the cafeteria who suddenly collapses, racked agonal gasps, and I'd turn it into an epic time travel mindfuck. The first in a watch instant trilogy, and everyone will recognize the starlet who resuscitates me. For I will reveal the true you. Overlooked till now, but always right there, squirming in their laser-pointed crosshairs, air vibrating around you, prepared for impact. As bassist in your band, I'll throw down a strong, steady throb like you want. Funk out when the jam demands it, but no proggy five-string shit. And oh, the sweet, shimmering mirage of my falsetto bivox. I will bring you the coldest beer in the green room. I will re-up your freshments. Hitch my wagon to your supernova. I'll purify by reverse osmosis. Give you a total rebrand. Juice up acceptance speeches. Pimp the flashing gifs in your electro press kit. Minimize pushback. Pump up uptick. Upskirt the competitors' umbrellas. Make your Eunice pop. Take the way folks feel about fragrant screensaver meadows at dusk. Expand that supple feeling past every event horizon. The way power line paths go on forever. Over time, everyone, everyone will come to associate every single tingle of tenderness, each thrilling awe shiver with you in your deeds. Do you require a lover? It brings it like a suffragette harem triple-decker armada? Or more amenable to a hammocked wind chimey situation? Because I've been known to throw down an intensely chill wind chime listening party for two. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Thank I, you I, so much. I love I love your 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 use of Bevox. Yeah, I I, I figured the general listener might not Always get that, but I, I know that yeah. Mark Allen Miller. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, "Yep, know what that is." <laughs> and if you don't know what it is, Google it. It's fun. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Mm-hmm. I love that piece. It reminds me why I published it. Ah, uh-huh. so fantastic! You're actually set up to kind of play some stuff there too. Yes, yes. I'm just hitting I you just... with requests, aren't I? <laughs> Can you like play? It's Anything. The, it's the meat for tea all request hour. I know we never do this, <laughs> but we're doing it to you. 
<laughs> Hopefully you don't mind. But um, are you able to reproduce any umbral acoustically? Ooh. I know. That might be a too tall of an order. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> so there's... there's I'm literally just asking. You know, I, I there's there's one that I have never... I could I could attempt one, yes. Really? Uh, Ooh, yeah. Meet for cast listeners. You're in for. I wasn't thinking that I was going to umbral, but I, I it, give me a minute to grab another guitar. That's we right edit over here. in post we edit, quite a lot, we so pauses disappear like magic. Right. Should I like pause on my end? No, 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 no. Just let it roll. Just let it roll. Okay. All right. So yeah, this is. Uh, saying the umbral thing is a double album and the second album and the of the double <laughs> album too is kind of all songs about or like songs to and about the sun sun worship and sun love and yes uh, nice. this is called light is only 40 octaves above sound on the ground Got lost in the lost and found The reason that I follow you around Light resonates for the octaves above sound For the octaves above sound Sister, would you look at that? The sun
That was so beautiful. Wow. Thanks so much. There. Uh, that was so good. Uh, it was so beautiful, though. And I, I think just like really a treat for our listeners. I think you just killed it. That was great. I think it was beautiful. I loved that's, it. So that's that's part of like the, the second half yeah. of the new umbral? Yeah, that's all the, the as I was saying while you were, uh, it's, it's all sort of about the sun. Songs about and to the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, most that's of it's, marvelous. you know, not quite so mellow and dreamed out as that, but uh, that's, that's sort <laughs> of how the project evolved. But by the time I got to the second album, I'm like, all right, I did enough of the the psyche droney, it's psyche dreamy now. Nice. Yeah, thanks for requesting it. I, I could definitely do it better, but uh, it wasn't the worst either. So <laughs> I think it was, I, I actually quite loved the, it. The joy of a live thing on a podcast is that it's a special, unique event for the listeners of the podcast. I mean, if somebody wants to, you know, rip it and bootleg it well i guess they might but honestly it's going to be the listeners of the podcast who get to enjoy that wonderful treat and i think they will really appreciate that cool well thank you for asking that was that was fun yeah. to try it out no that was great I, I i thought it was great i mean it sounded fantastic well as you've noticed we um do not conduct an interview and we don't really stick to a structure and tangents are encouraged. So it just, like, in the moment when you were talking about Umbral, I'm like, well, we've heard about Umbral. We should probably hear some Umbral. And that's sort of the way the structure or um, more post-structuralist structure of the Meat for Tea cast unfolds. Well, of my, of my various musical projects, it's probably the hardest one to reproduce live. So it's... Something that oh, yeah. I, well, you nailed it. It's just so many layers and layers of sounds. So it's it's like, how do I ever do this live? Yeah. Well, I think what you just did is you you just you just took the guts right. of the song and presented the guts of the song, and that I mean, I was like, that's just... everybody wants to be presented with guts. You <laughs> <laughs> are my guts. Eviscerating. Here's my viscera for you to it's enjoy. So appetizing. <laughs> Laid out on the floor for you. That's how you read the future, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that or tea leaves. Or both. If you want to really act it. What would happen? Well, I think if you read the entrails of someone who had consumed a lot of tea leaves, you'd probably get the ultimate future reading. Whoa. <laughs> you see what I did there. <laughs> There's so many layers. There's so many layers of imagery right now that you, I just can't mean, even. You mean one, the entrails of one who has meat for tea leaves. Exactly. <laughs> I think I might actually drop in the bit of yeah, sound effect. You should drop that in. I think I might. So we haven't seen you for ages. Let's visit a little bit. What have you been up to, Dan? I miss you. We should come to one of the energy park shows. You should. Yeah, Actually. if there isn't you know, another act of violence, there's one on August 11th. That's the rain date for that. So, yeah, come if you can. Damn it. Good, good. Get Mesa Verde, come and have a picnic, watch live music, kind of a thing. I would come to that. Um, it's unbuttoned, and 
Jacob Chapman is featured reader. So we're 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 basically and I provided him. I've been um, kind of helping Allison source her readers, which has been really easy. I just look for people with new books that want to talk about their new books and read from them. (laughs) It's not been a difficult project at all, but I think I'm booked that day. Damn it. We're also playing the VU September 3rd. That's a large enough space to maybe go to a show. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that might be a good. That might be a good. We thing. might be editing the virtual Cirque. Oh, that's right. Oh my <laughs> god, that's the week before the week before the magazine comes nice. out. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Like uh, Greenfield is really not that far away, but it's so easy to start living in Holyoke, thinking of it as far. It's like ooh, I have to venture all the way to. Greenfield. It's actually no farther than when we lived in East Hampton because we are so much closer to the highway here in Holyoke that once we hit the highway, it actually evens out. I thought of it as far in East Hampton yeah. too. Yeah. It's about a half an hour from where we live in East Hampton and a half an hour from where we live in Holyoke, which is very strange because we are almost 15 minutes south of where we lived in right. East Hampton, but not on the highway. But I thought it was far then. Yeah, I know. It's about, it's about a half hour, 35 minutes to the VU from, well... Turner's Falls, yeah, maybe maybe forty minutes from where we are. So it's not that far, but we got to you know knuckle under and just bite the it's bullet. Like, oh, we could just go to the Marigold. It's, it's, I think this is kind of a valley <laughs> phenomenon as people get very very parochial and sort of just their their own little you know corner of the valley. They just totally. kind of get stuck there, and it's like just I can't go to Northampton. That's too far away. Totally. Yeah, but you live in Hadley. Come on. <laughs> oh, but I gotta go over I gotta go over the Coolidge. Oh no. No, I remember living in Northampton and this is when the flywheel was where Corsella's butcheria is now and thinking like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go all the way over to East Hampton to a flywheel show. And I was literally in Northampton. It it, it can get yeah, it's it's a funny thing we do in this valley. We get very um we get in our hoods. If there was better public transportation, I think that would resolve some of that. But that's another issue for another day. Yeah, the pandemic didn't really help, and and honestly, getting old doesn't help either. <laughs> oh yeah, no, feel that. So you've been writing. Do you have new books? Do you have a new book? No pressure. <laughs> Just curious. Damn, I didn't know I was expected to have a new book. Okay, come. Come, yeah, come up with a new book right no now. No expectations whatsoever. So I'm just I wondering. A, I have a new manuscript that I've sent out, but I haven't. Of course you do. See, I knew it. But that doesn't mean I have a new, I mean, <laughs> nobody wants it, <laughs> but it exists. So far. Yeah. We have a chat book press, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Well, yeah, you could, you could do one of just all the ones that have appeared in, uh, I th- I feel like the if we took all the ones that had been in Meat for Teas, that's almost like a chapbook length right there. That's like an instant book, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. add water. Yeah. Stir. Especially if you, you know, like I submitted some just the other day. Who knows what could happen? I know. I can't wait to start digging into the reading. I always wait till my submission deadline to start reading, which I don't know why. It's not procrastinating. I just feel like I've got to be... Wait till everyone gets theirs in. It feels fair. Absolutely, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Judge it all and 
equal terms. Yeah. We had to switch submission managers. Yeah. No more submittable. Buy submittable. They went all corporate. Yeah, I had never used Duotrope before that. It's it's pretty good. I think it's just as good. I think you can track things just as easily. They didn't break their platform to go to a courting nonprofit businesses seeking corporate funding model, which I appreciate. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like the same thing. So that's cool. Yeah, it, it, it's it's basically the same thing. I mean, the interface is a little different, and I from our end, the administrative side is I think is actually slightly cleaner. cleaner. We're going to be able to keep on top of submissions, you know, that, that were you know that need to be you know declined or whatever more efficiently. I, I, because that, that's always been a problem with submittable is like, we will decline a submission, but then like, oh, we didn't actually decline it. We just didn't do anything with it. And then people email us like, oh, sometimes four. I just don't do anything with them because there's a deluge. So yeah. to be yeah. fair, that yeah, happens to be, me. To be fair, but sometimes people I'm email one person. us, <laughs> people email us and like, you know, four years later and go, I still have a pending submission. It's like, well, why didn't you withdraw it? Yeah. That's Being a free person in the world, yeah, why didn't we, you just withdraw you can, it? You can withdraw it at any time, but I guess you didn't feel that you could, and that's really not on us. But at the same time, we're sorry we didn't notice Should that we, we didn't. Should we be whining about this on our podcast? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's a thing. See what I mean, Dan? There's really no structure here. <laughs> No, it's a thing. It's a thing that we deal with a lot. So, hey, well, I hear people like, my submission sat for two years. It was held hostage. I'm like, you could have withdrawn that motherfucker and submitted it anyplace else, anytime you chose. It's not. Yeah, so should we be going to this? Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that, but that, that is a good tangent. Whiny, whiny us. No, whiny, I can't whiny imagine doing what you guys. Hey, we're a staff. You, I, I, I don't think I had the bandwidth to to do what you're doing. I, I'm utterly impressed by people that have the organizational skills to Aww. have all those balls in the air at once. And yeah. <laughs> we, we drop several. That's the thing is that the balls get dropped. We just try not to let it show. <laughs> it's like duct tape where the balls drop. <laughs> That's pretty much the answer. Like, ooh, ooh. Wow, I, I poked a hole in the linoleum. Where, where the, the floor was rotting underneath it. I'll just put a I'll just put a bath mat over that. Are you familiar with the Red Green show? I do not know of this. You remember Red Green? Oh yeah, Red Oh, Red Green. Oh. Oh my god. It was Canadian. I think it was the same people behind um SCTV. Might have been, yeah. Uh I, I'm forgetting the comedians' names. But um anyway, it's just like a home improvement. Um, satire show. You might be able to find some on YouTube. It is worth looking up, actually. But Red Green is like his wife's worst nightmare. He's always building decks and fixing things, insisting on his ability to eyeball all the measurements and on the intrinsic values of duct tape over all other tools and um, yeah, yeah. fasteners. That sounds like <laughs> Just, my approach to home maintenance. I think many of us take that approach. That's why this show was such a huge success. I think some of the people on there actually went on to other 
Oh yeah. Fame. And you know, I should have all those references at my fingertips, having been the one to bring it up. <laughs> but obviously I don't. There's a book too, um, with their home improvement tips and projects. <laughs> yeah. If you've got duct tape, you've and functional vision, you pretty much have everything you need. Except for if it if it's supposed to move and it doesn't move, then you need WD forty. They blew a lot of things up too. Oh, they did, yeah. There's there's a lot of exploding of things. I took my, anyway. Yeah. Pride in my duct tape maintenance. I mean, I get different colored duct tape, you know, so it at least matches. You know, classy duct tape. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> there is such a thing. Yeah, I I tend to get a lot of the clear since I have a lot of very old windows in my house that keep getting cracks in them. Wait a minute, clear duct tape exists? Oh yeah. Yes, sir. I use it it quite a bit over here. I had no idea. See, I've learned something new. I mean, I would think that would be like a heavy-duty packing tape. Yeah, um, no, it's, no, it's, it's straight up clear duct tape. It's, it's duct tape. Wow. Actually, I'm oddly fascinated. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And we'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back. I think it's time for another poem. Do you have a poem that relates to duct tape, Dan? Uh, I bet I do. I certainly use it enough. <laughs> I, I bet you do, too. That's why I asked that question. I thought there was a likeliness. Ah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'm taking the structure of the Red Green Show as my model for this podcast. Yeah, here probably. we go. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I do... I. So one of the ones I submitted is kind of about do-it-yourself projects. That's uh, awesome. Ooh. But I you can read that. Can't think of- Readers can be in suspense to see whether or not it appears in the Dahlia issue of Meat for Tea, to which you submitted it. Or I could just read one that's already... I mean, it's up to you. It's It's just... I say go. I say go for it. Let's let's give I people. I say go for let's it. Let's give people a, a, let's, a future. Let's let them um, have look. some bated breath. All right, and I really. They, I mean, what do they? What do they care? I'm the one with the bated breath. And I'm like, will it be accepted? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for those in suspense, here's my home maintenance poem called Saw Song. Saw hums and halls. Sawdust for applause. If sawing slow, try blades other end. Only have to saw so much. Gravity takes care of the rest. Shit. This dead tree may be all that's still holding up my fence. And I also wow. submitted a, an erasure of that poem. Should I read that as well? Ooh. So I submitted, a redacted I, poem? I submitted four poems, and they're two poems and then two erasures of those two poems. Yeah, read, read that, and then maybe for other poetry we share, it will be previously published. But let's, let's give our listeners a taste. This would make more sense visually, but 
Uh, anyways, if it's in there, they'll see it. It's the saw song becomes song. Of course. For a wing, only so much gravity it may hold. That's it. That's really cool. I really, really like that a lot. Cool. Well, tell the editor. Maybe it'll be in the next issue. I, I will talk to her. Tell her, like, I think that one's a paper. <laughs> that Hales guy, you should put that one in there. Should put that one in. Think about asking him for collages for future covers. Yeah, yeah. Good plan. Yeah. I'll, I'll put all those thoughts in her head. It's so surreal since the pandemic. Well, I had an intern for a little while, but um, then mostly it's just been a, the, the two of us as staff. That's been it. You sleeping with the other staffer? Don't tell HR. <laughs> okay. It's our secret. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I hear there's some, um, yeah, that's that's some impropriety that's not encouraged. I would say not. But what are you supposed to do if you're already married to them? I suppose if you're already married, then it's not a workplace issue. But if the romance happened after, that's, that's where the problem is. Uh, maybe during, actually. So then it becomes, once again, an HR issue. Yeah, you should really go check the employee handbook. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would if one if such a thing even existed. You may have to have employees first. <laughs> I just don't think there is such a thing. What a cool idea, by the way, to write your poem, then do an erasure of it. Where'd that come from? Uh, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. I do a lot of erasures of books where it's just kind of a fun way to whatever unwrite texts. I always, I erasure is the, 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 the cool word. I always call it unwriting where I take, you know, the white out I and, like that. and just remove text. And so I'm like, all right, I do it to others. I should be an equal opportunity unwriter and unwrite my own stuff. Nice. Which books have you unwritten? The one that I've devoted the most time to is this, uh, 1960s, uh, text called the art of clear thinking. Interesting. Wait, who wrote that? I don't remember the guy's name. Cause I probably, probably unwrote half of it. <laughs> oh, right. That's been redacted. Yes. The author's name is redacted to <laughs> Obviously. Probably or something, but yeah, it's <laughs> right. Right. It's a particularly, you know, obviously it's, to have to unwrite something that's about achieving clarity and just actually create obfuscation is very satisfying. Yeah. I love that. No, I like that so much. That makes me want to, I've got an ancient copy of um, John Berger's oft taught ways of seeing. Oh yeah. That'd be a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That would be a really excellent unwriting project. You've inspired me to unwrite that. Mm -hmm. The unwriting issue. Ooh. <laughs> you know how I get my themes though, right? You've you've probably worked that out. I don't know, actually. Well, check out this list that you were in and see if you find some commonalities. Mint, bone, kummerspeck, ruibos, black forest, 
black currant. Yeah, no, it's foodstuffs of some kind, right? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. You, you will hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of them are it's types. Hidden of, some of the them name. are types of tea. Yeah, the, there forest, you go. But black forest is not a type of tea. Bone is not. A no, tea. it's a type of no. Jam. And what's the other thing in our <laughs> magazine title besides tea? So they're all meats or teas. But bone is... There you go. Bone is meat? Well, yeah, bone broth. Oh, that's true. That's true. Meat on the bone. Marrow, yeah. Yeah, meat on the bone, bone broth. Yeah. Bone marrow. They don't, have to be, they don't have to be direct. I had the most lovely bone marrow luge at Wine Witch. Oh, my God. That was ago. so good. Nothing like a bone marrow luge. So, sorry, vegan and vegetarian friends, but yeah, oh, my sorry God. Sorry if we're grossing you out. Cover your ears and come back later. That was so good. So anyway, yeah, it's, it, it has from inception been meat years alternating with tea years. Of course, yeah. I think bone was what threw me off. I would have, I would have figured that out otherwise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And Kummerspec, which you know what that the translation of that is, right? It's like the grief bacon. Yes. yes. How ding, much ding, do you ding, love ding, that? I'm putting in the bell ringing. Sound I just, effect. I love grief bacon. That's so good. Oh, did you get fat? Were you sad? <laughs> Too much grief bacon. <laughs> <laughs> this was leading somewhere aside from. From the themes. Well, I was asking where the idea for the um, unwriting came from. Ah, yes. And then I got my own idea for unwriting. I think someone should um, very heavily unwrite the art of the deal. (laughs) I think that needs to be unwritten all but maybe a few words. Agreed. That would be a fine. Like only articles. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh, much man. just down. I, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, or or even why be fussy with white out at that page? Just just gesso it. French and hydro <laughs> collage over it. <laughs> Let's see. From one one's perspective, it could be. I'm not going to say his name, but T Deal. Or the other one, you could just just white out everything and just make it art. But then it's a blank book on the inside. Art by on and, uh, by on rump. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Has a similar ring to on rump. Ayn Rand, and I feel like you know they might exist in a similar sphere, so that works for me. On rump. <laughs> on rump and Ayn Rand. Do not listen to any of their words. They are pointless and foolish to read. If you haven't noticed, we don't utter his name on this podcast. No, you can say you, you can, can say, say anything. anything. You can say any word you want. You can say any cuss word you want. I don't care if it's a six syllable one ending in ER with yeah, but if you say the all t, the, the stuff t and word, mother at the start, I don't care about that. You say the t word, and I'm bleeping it out, man. Oh, right. oh, the orange forty five wholeheartedly endorse this policy. My the entire time that 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 person was in office, I told my students that they that I did not want them saying his name in class, and uh, yay! I would I applaud that, and I got so happy when I could start saying the former president 
Oh, God, yeah. I yes. gradually have students Mr. Like, why don't you ever say his name? And I'm like, he doesn't need any more publicity than he already gets. It's like Voldemort. Yeah. Worse. I mean, just, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the thing he it loves. Is worse. It's the thing, it's the thing that he loves the most. And I'm not going to be a party to that. And I love that Stephen Colbert is also completely on board with that. To the point of like mocking. He just changes his name in funny, hilarious ways. Yeah, and John John Stewart was the one he so the former president uh taunted John Stewart for having changed his name Mm -hmm. showbiz and then John Stewart's like, Well actually, your family name is Drumpf. (laughs) Right. And it was changed. So he for a while was referring to him on his show only as Drumpf. Which is, oh, that's right. I remember that. That was so good. I love John Stewart. <laughs> Trump. They should have stuck with Trump because they ruined otherwise a very useful word, which is now yeah. not the. No, I'm. I'm never gonna play a card. Key card. Yeah. And I'm never gonna say this. Yeah. Tease this. That. Oh, that really rumped that argument. <laughs> yeah, it drumped it. Yep. <laughs> Should we just plug in drumpf instead? Oh, yeah. what an awful idea. Hey. Oh, language is a virus, says Lori Anderson. So there you go. I know. She's got a thing coming up. That's right. It's a virtual thing through the Wadsworth. A free live virtual thing through the Wadsworth Athenium. Oh, cool. August 4th. Nice. I'll send you the link. It's an event or it's an exhibit or it's a, a talk about music with a younger colleague. Um, I think that's the deets. Yeah, I don't know much. I'll more send about you the it, link. It looks really. It looks cool. rad. I mean, What's anything she's got a finger in. Yeah, Laurie Anderson's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's just that that's how that goes. So we were talking about the Comerspec issue, sort of. We we're talking about the word. I'm wondering if you've got a handy, if we could hear a cummer spec submission by you. Do I have that one? Is that the one with Bowie? No, that's Roy Bose. That's Roy Bose. I think what I've got. Don't worry if you don't. So I think actually this this piece might be in cummer spec. Uh, this is like a prose piece that was in my book, Run Story. That came out in 2016. Oh, nice. Um, yes, thank you for our copy. I love that book. You're welcome. It's thank a you. cool one. So I could read that. I'm pretty sure that this is in that issue. Yes. And if it's not, hey, that's awesome. It's in one of them. People get to hear something. It's yeah. in one of those. They can they can go to our website and sleuth it out. <laughs> they can get all the issues you're in and then figure out which one that piece is in. After having bought them all. <laughs> that's what I would like them to the say. super fans. Yes. All right. So, yeah, this, this one. So, Run Story is like a hybrid book where it's, you know, a story told through, like, different types of writing, like, based on the work I did at the center in Northampton, where it's kids had to do lots of different resolve work when they misbehaved and... Uh, there was just 
if kids went on a run, meaning left campus without permission, they had to write a run story where they explained what they did and why and all that. And uh, so this piece that I, I believe is in Comerspec is uh, one kid talking about why he's not supporting another kid getting raised to a higher level. I love level. this. So this mm. is, oh, yeah. this is this Seth is giving his feedback on Robert in level review meeting and explaining why he does not support Robert for advancing to the higher level. So Seth writes, with horrible spelling, which I will not replicate, another reason to see it in print. Um, I don't really support Robert because today kids were just comparing meds at lunch. Only Robert was bragging about his. Also about how he took way more Ritalin and lithium than any other kids. He says he just gets to play video games in the sensitivity room, and he farts on purpose during mindfulness. Then he shows off his dumb lucky rabbit's foot all the time that he won at the fair, which is kind of funny because there is no purple rabbits. I feel bad for Robert because I know his foster family doesn't even want him which is why he sometimes doesn't even try to get the scores for home visits. And he's fat because people eat too much when they're sad. And his stuffed animals are all messed up and ugly. And he traded away all his good magic cards for candy. I wouldn't say kids target him. I would say he targets himself. Like how he never picks up any social cues, like you said last week when he asked for a level petition. Kids aren't mean. Actually, they feel bad for Robert is the truth. And he always argues with Alex in gym class, especially basketball, and how he acted at the zoo when he should have gotten way more consequences for. One minute he's chilled, and then he's going totally beast on the peer group and lies to get kids in trouble. He even says to me at recess today, are you calling me a liar? Because everyone knows I can make up way better lies than that if I want to. But maybe if he stopped telling on me always every day and targeting me and lying about me and worked on all that other stuff, I would consider supporting Robert next week. I love that so much. That was definitely in the conversation yeah. issue because it talked about he's fat because yeah. he eats too much because he's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read no. this at the Cirque too. I remember you yeah. at the Cirque for that issue. I completely remember that piece. It's so good. It's so wonderful. I love it so much. Thank you. This was Academy? Uh, no. No, this is No. I, I'm not gonna actually say. <laughs> we're 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 not gonna we're we're just gonna, uh, we're just gonna edit that. Okay, out. yes. Yeah, <laughs> Redacted, redacted, redacted. Okay, we so will unwrite and unspeak all of <laughs> I'm that. Clapping again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll clap right now. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we will unwrite and yeah, unspeak I'll, all of yeah, that. We'll, we'll pick but, up. We'll pick up now. Man, the the brilliant inspiration. I mean, the, I applied for a job. I believe at the same institution on a broke UMass summer. Remember broke UMass summers? We are overqualified for everything and don't have income. Anyway, um, that looked like um, challenging work. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, and I'm still doing that kind of work, so just somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's but it's so, good work. Such interesting it's and such work. good work. Yeah, too. no, it's, I mean, 
I think what has kept me working in sort of special ed is, is that, you know, you know, you're doing something that is hard, but important. And also the kids are often really creative and interesting people. So. Yeah, yeah definitely. Very, very cool. I'm trying to remember which Cirque you played at. I know you played at a few. You were, you were, thank you, by the way, a participant in a few 100,000 poets, writers, and musicians for change events at the Orchard. Yeah, that was fun. And it even provided like a lot of fill time when people were late. <laughs> you just get up and gamely play Alice in Wonderland pieces. Always happy to do that. I was happy to hear them. I think before we go into our closing moments, you want to treat us to a piece. What, what was that? I'm trying to remember the name of that album. It was like Jabberwocky. Contrary Wise. That's right. Thank you so much. You think I'd recall. You know what I found out, by the way? Um, we did a podcast chat with Jane Yolen. She is friends with the fellow who wrote the annotated Alice, and she has known him since he was a youngin. Cool. I know, right? Yeah, that was my Bible. Now that project. I have, that's been my Bible for a lot of projects. But um, yeah, she's known him since he was in his 20s or something. She just watched him come up. So you're saying you want to hear an Alice tune? Please. Mm. Let's do a waltz, shall we? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, yeah, this. I think I'll do. Tis the voice of the lobster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. please. So, for, for people that do not know this, uh, this, this is an album that my band Frost Heaves and Hails put out. Uh, our third album is, is mostly 99% uh, Lewis Carroll poems from Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass put to music. Uh, and then there are a few originals that are Alice-themed. So Tis the Voice of the Lobster is uh, one of the poems in Through the Looking Glass. And one of my favorites. And we'll do the abbreviated version since I'm not going to play rhythm and solo simultaneously. <laughs> One, two, three, one, two. Tis the voice of the lobster I heard him declare You've baked me to brown I'm a sugar, my hair Is a duck with its eyelids So he with his nose Trims his belt and his buttons And turns out his toes Sands are all dry He's gay as a lark He'll talk in contemptuous tones of the shark but When the tide rises And sharks are around His voice has a timid And tremulous sound One eye, the owl and the panther 
We're sharing a pie The panther took pie crust And gravy and meat The owl had the dish As the chair of the tree When the pie was all finished The owl has a bone Just kindly permitted To pocket the spoon with a growl and concluded the banquet by eating the owl. Wow. <laughs> Dude, you slayed that. You slayed that. That's so good. Thank you very much. All the thank credit you. goes to Mr. Yeah, Carroll. Thank you. Well, no, it goes to you setting it to music and performing the hell out of it. That's great. So stunning. Thank you so much, Dan. And thank you for um, putting up with our very freeform and tangential way of doing this. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we like it to be, I, I, that, that's how I, I like it to feel like as much as I can, like you just came over for dinner. Maybe you brought your guitar. Maybe you wanted to share some poetry with I'm people. Just shooting the shit. Randomly and just like talking. Yeah, yeah, I I do feel that. Even that's the feeling. Instead, I'm in the basement. Are you guys at Stone Lab or are you at home? We are in our dining room under under three elephants, elephants. a flying spaghetti monster, and a cephalopod. That's what's hanging from our otherwise formal chandelier, which we have made look a lot (laughs) less formal. Which makes me think we should have you over. You haven't seen our house. Oh, yeah. You should come down sometime. Meet the cephalopods. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot of them. We have a lot of cephalopods. We've got a lot of them. Oh, my um, God. We got probably like 15 or something in this house at least. And there's my, my sister in law bequeathed that to me, I guess, as a household animal. She gave me a really cool melamine platter one year for Christmas. And then just kept on gifting us with other um, octopi-themed things. And then other people started getting us octopi. And they were like, well, what the fuck? We might as well give ourselves octopi. Oh, yeah. Because we like them. And the house has decidedly like... I don't know, 15, something, some odd, 15, 20, maybe even 20, actually, if we get get into the subtleties. We're in an octopus's garden. You've had the calamari issue, right? Um... It was the tartar issue, but it, which is raw, but it did have um, Laurie McClave's wonderful octopus painting on the cover, and then um, there was a whole bunch of a, a whole bunch of yeah octopi and accidental octopi, which actually were drawings of parsnips, happened throughout that. That's why I have themes because um, really weird and magical things happen. Particularly if you don't take them too literally. like Well, people that yeah. take themes literally can actually bite me. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Not to put too fine a point on it. Oh, I mean. Yeah. I do recall that I, bite me. I wrote for the Black Forest issue when you announced that that was the theme. Something that was specifically Black Forest. But that's the only time that I've. But that's. A- but that's okay. But it was loose. It was a loose yeah, interpretation, right, right. which is cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. Even if it was a literal interpretation, but it was a really great piece, then fine. But so many people just like, just. No, it's the people that email me correctly and say, meat for tea is a really great journal. Why do you have themes? I'm like, hmm. We don't actually. Have since the beginning. We do, but we don't. We do. Yeah, but we don't. No, but we do. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not to be taken literally. But we, but you should take them into consideration. Of course. But then don't take them like... This is very Tweedledee and Tweedledum, is it not? (laughs) Good cop, bad cop, good cop, bad cop, good cop, bad cop. Well, it's, I mean, take it literally if you can do something cool with it. And if not, it's just... Or otherwise... Thank you. Just just post-modern, stick it in the back of your brain and see what bubbles up. Or even just put the theme in the back of your brain as you go through pre-existing work that hasn't been published and... Exactly. You know, see if in the Rolodex that exists in the back of your mind, if you're ancient enough to have such a thing in the back of your mind. (laughs) I definitely have at least one Rolodex in the back of my mind. You know, it occurs to me. Me too. I am that ancient. (laughs) It occurs to me that when I submitted the Robert piece for the Commerce issue, that I think I when I yes. was preparing it, I went back and revised it and put in the line about he's he's fat because he eats because he's sad. And I was and I really liked the oh, line, wow. but I don't think I I'm pretty sure that I wrote I added that line once I saw that it was the Cumberspec issue and that it was the, the grief bacon idea. And so now that's... I appreciate that. That's cool, though. That's like, that's taking... That's an, just you know, a tweak. Right. Yeah, that's taking that's taking taking it and just interpreting it. Oh, I like that a lot. I love hanging out with you, Dan, but I wonder if we shouldn't get to our only questions we ask. I have three questions I ask every guest, which you probably know if you listen to a few episodes. Here they come. At the end... Bring it on. Um, okay, so what are you reading these days? Oh, wow. So I always read, I graze multiple things at once. So I up, Me too. I, it's, it's like kind of a ridiculous list of things when I say it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been, so when I, and all, part of it is also that I do a lot of books on tape or I say books on tape, even when it's like a CD or it's, you know, whatever, audio book. Yeah, no, that qualifies. But I've been, or Libby. Do you use Libby? Yep. So since I'm in the basement right now, when I'm, whenever I'm in the basement setting things up or hanging laundry or whatever, I've been re-listening to Ulysses, a book on CD, which oh, wow. is so much more fun. Nice. So much more fun than reading it because the, the reader his his accent is just so perfect, and he does the different voices of Bloom and Stephen and everything. It's just people that say it's a really dense and unreadable book. It's so much. It's so it's so delightful hearing this guy read it. Uh, so that's one of the things. I've also been re-listening to a movable feast in my car when I've been driving, which is oh, I love that book so much. Yeah, it's a fun one to go back to. Totally. I got a stack of poetry books by my bed. I've been reading Kaveh Akbar and uh, 
Sylvia Plath. I've been very slowly going through the collected Plath. Oh, wow. Which I have never, you know, and it's taken me a couple of years because you can only do, I can only do so much Plath before I'm like, I'm, this is too intense. I need to take a break, but it's rich and so amazing, but it's also like, I can't stay in that headspace too long. So that project has been going on for a while. Well, right. You don't want to oven your own head. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. It's like reading her is like doing, it's like she's doing brain surgery on herself while she's writing. Do you think she was trying to do that sort of though? I think she was like actually trying to ease something. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think, well, I think anybody that writes, it provides some kind of respite from whatever you're going through. But I think for her, it was mm. at her haze and her depression was so thick that it didn't really give her enough, you know. Right. Uh, and there's Mr. Hughes. Yeah, he didn't help things. So, yeah, those are a few of the things yeah. that I've been picking, picking at, picking through. That's a delightful list. I, I'm really curious about the link to that um, audio version of Ulysses and the reader. I'll actually post that in the show notes. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's really, it's a, it's fun. It's, it's, I got it out of the library years ago, and then I ripped the whole thing, and I listened to it on my computer. Good for you. Um, yeah. Ulysses Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell. Don't tell Joyce. <laughs> Mum's the word. So what are you listening to these days? What's on your turntable if you have one or in your CD player, iPod, or downloads, iPod streaming or downloads thing. or whatever? Yeah. Spotify. Honestly, it's mostly umbral because I've been in serious mix mode. So a lot of what I'm listening to oh, sure, sure. is what I'm working on. It's kind of like constant for me because I'll listen and then I'll, I'll work on it, listen in headphones as I'm working, and then I'll want to hear it on my iPod or in my car, mm-hmm. hear it in different systems. So that's, I recently did a session where I had a sitar player come over and add to a bunch of songs. So I've been Ooh. listening to the different mixes with that. Uh, but not nice. music, uh, just what's in this. So currently in the CD player, I've been listening to this album by this band, Chicano Batman that I got at the library, which is, they're kind of funky. Okay. Uh, nice. Ooh. I think, I think I heard Do a song of this in the river out? and then I got some CDs out of there as the library and it's been a fun listen. Yeah. Okay. Noted. I've been listening to... I mean, that, and when I say I read a lot of books, like <laughs> what I'm listening to, there's so many things like on my shuffle thing that I go through. But uh, yeah, shit, I've been listening to The You and Always and listening to some Beatles and listening to some Nirvana and all kinds of things. <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah. i like that the gamut that's awesome we've been we've been covering we've eclectic been doing a weird cover of a nirvana song so i've been listening which one lithium oh, oh yeah. nice yeah good tune good tune 
I'm so happy Cause today I found my friends They're in my head Yeah, that's him Yeah, yeah, totally Wow, <laughs> I, I didn't want you to stop Although it's getting late and my voice is Yeah, and you've got one more question Going so. You yes. are not hearing COVID, you are hearing pollen and possibly some some uh, roasted and herbs, cumin and coriander. Yeah. Roast those on your stove to get yeah. the spices to bloom and cough all night long. Yeah, that, that'll that'll irritate the hell out of you. Makes the food good though. Mm-hmm. So the last, I just moved from higher brow to lower. What are you watching these days? Oh, um, I guess my my guilty pleasure watch this week was I I've been wa- watching the latest Stranger Things, which. That's not guilty. I don't think it's great TV and it's just so predictable and obvious because it's like. Sure, sure. Yeah, we have, we've, we, we're behind several seasons. <laughs> we're several seasons that. behind on that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really. But guilt, I don't know, guilt, guilt, it's guilty not, it's, or it's just, it's, no, no, I, I say it's guilty because it's, it's just very predictable and I don't think it's actually that great, but it scratches the 80s nostalgia itch. In a way that's sure. very, very gratifying. And uh, there's the pleasure part of it. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's the ways, the many ways that they get the 80s wrong. And I get to sit there and shout at the TV, nobody was saying that in 1980. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nobody wore that. Oh, no, no. There's, 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 they, they've been called out so many times for like, yeah, timeline error. Sorry. We just watched the first season and then we I know. stopped. We, we, for some reason, we haven't actually. Oh my God, we have not even started. Because we're two. like way behind. It's not going anywhere. We just we just keep in watching what we shit. do in the shadows. I know we're like we're like three seasons back in what we do in the shadows, and we're, we're loving what we do in the yeah, shadows like so much. That. Do you I, watch that? I, somebody was recommending that oh, to me the other day. Do oh it's my God! So Did you ever see the the actual original movie? No, I haven't. Start with the movie. Start with the movie. Because then you will appreciate the series even more. And the movie's charming as hell. But And then the series, you will discover that everybody wants to be involved. Like Mark Mothersbaugh is doing the music. Oh, yeah. It's I'm a, serious. Like everybody it, it, fancy there, There's so many great cameos. And yeah, it's, it's, it's marvelous. Cool. Yeah. Well, how are you guys watching it? Uh, Hulu, Hulu. I we don't we don't have cable. We just stream shit. How about you? Uh I watch on my ex's Netflix account. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you pirate. I am, I am going to applaud that move. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Speaking of pirates, there's our flag means death, which oh, is also yeah. Jermaine Clemens. Same guy behind um, what we do in the shadows, and obviously, previously, a flight of the Concords. Like yeah. that guy just tickles Cr- my funny bone. Yeah, cranks out the good stuff. Just right. It's gentle. Yeah, but sadly, and sadly, if you don't have Hulu, I don't. You might not be able to get this stuff. Yeah. If you like um, the '80s vibe you're getting from Stranger Things, you'd probably like. The 90s vibe you'd get from Yellow Jackets on Showtime. And <laughs> yeah, there's another subscription. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think my ex Just has sign <laughs> up. 
<laughs> you nice. can get a free trial, sign up, binge the fucker, and cancel. That's true. This is what one does. Yeah, you have to binge it and like get out in like 30 days or 15 days or however long. It's going. easy to do. There's only a season anyway. So and then you just... make up a new fake email account. Yeah. <laughs> All of our illegal recommendations to the viewers of Meet for Tea. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the FBI is now watching us. <laughs> we haven't even posted this, this podcast yet, and already we are flagged by the NSA. This stuff might be un... Well, your poetry, the, the unwritten, this might be unspoken. <laughs> are you kidding me? The 15-year-olds right now are like, dudes. The 15-year-olds do not listen to us. They're like, but yeah, but, listen to those old farts but, but talking the, about. Seriously, they're like, dudes, you're talking about piracy? Amateur hour. <laughs> Complete amateur hour. Yeah, they do it all the time, and they're good at it. Well, my son is 15, and believe me, he knows, like, oh, I want to watch that? That's easy. He's super smart. There's a way to yeah, figure it out. Oh, yeah. There's there's a bazillion ways to figure it out. We just showed him the entire Evil Dead trilogy over the past few weekends. That awesome. Mark had him. I think Army of Darkness really captivated him. No, well, that's my favorite, too, so that makes sense. Important to expose the youngins to the, to the culture. Definitely. As one does. Well, very cool. I think we are probably, um, unless there's another watching reckon, recommendation that you have, I think we are we are very well podcasted. I feel like we should share our Hulu password <gasps> with you. Actually, what we should do, and this is, of course, up to you, because I know that you don't want to do a lot of online promotion, but if there's... Because students, but where where do um, Meet for Tea cast listeners find you and follow you or buy links. your things? Bandcamp links, for example. Or books. Yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp or my personal website, danielhales.com. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bandcamp is, is which? Is, uh... I have to send it to you, but there's, there's, I mean, there's one for Umbral, there's one for the Frosties, there's one for the Ambiguities. We'll just put them in the show notes. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, Maybe. We'll, yeah, that's we'll right. The Ambiguities as well. We will, we will put those in the show notes as well. But um, yeah, oh, DanielHales.com. If that's a, a public thing, then we are announcing it right here. Yeah, we, we want to keep your student anonymity. Oh yeah, no, that I, I'm not worried about that. I just don't want to say the name of where I work, just because. You know, some well, of my characters made no, a slight t- resemblance to students that I had at some point kind of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that will not be. That will not yeah. Be. Actually, if you've listened this far, you know it's not been. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, very, very, very wonderful to be hanging out with you. I and hope you had with fun, you. Dan. I had a great time. Yeah, this was, this was great. We had fun, too. I mean, one day when the variants calm down because more people got vaccinated <coughs> I'm looking at you on vaxxers um, we can all get together and like have a big fancy dinner party and do this in person that would be fabulous I don't think we've we've dinner partied since since Marky Mark turned fitty we have that's right and now he's like 53 I'm 53 this October I'm gonna be 60 what dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I'm creeping right up on you guys. Vibe. 
That's all right. Time time takes over everyone. One does not bitch about growing older if one knows the alternative. Yes. Exactly. Amen to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dan, we love you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for doing this. This is fun. So, oh, hey, that was great. Wasn't that fantastic? We had so much fun talking with Dan. He's just just terrific and entertaining, wonderful guy. Proud to know him. Proud to have him as a friend. Definitely. So we do have one new Six Words toy for you. Only one. But it's okay. It's really good because here it comes. This is by Derek Allard. um, To whom go big congratulations from us for finishing his MFA successfully and his thesis which I look forward to maybe publishing in mm-hmm. Derek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his six word story is sprint, pedal, 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 squirrel, crash. <laughs> little onomatopoeia for you guys. A little onomatopoeia, a little bit of, um, I think I've been there. I think I was, I think I was on a bike once and did the same thing. <laughs> because of a squirrel? Yeah, I think I actually had to dodge a squirrel, and, and, and I don't think I fell off my bike, but I think I nearly did. That damn squirrel. Squirrels. They're cute. And they're dumb when you're driving a car, and they're crossing the road, and then they freeze, and then they go back and forth, and then they decide to just, just, oh, yep, go under your wheel. Ugh. Anyway, you guys have been listening for over an hour, and that's probably about enough about squirrels. <laughs> And enough from us. <laughs> yes. So we have, um, basically, we have a, we're going to take a break. Yeah, this is the end of season three. Uh, in a couple weeks, we'll be back to start off season four with a bang, with a conversation with Bram Stoker Award winners and industrial musicians of note, mm-hmm. Stephen Archer. And Donna Lynch. They are one hell of a duo. Superstars. Yes. Power couple. We are so proud to have them as friends and collaborators and contributors to the magazine as well. And they will be our featured guests on the next episode of the Meet for Tea cast coming in a few weeks. So sometime in mid to late August of 2022, or if you're hearing this now in 2029 and we still have this. And the planet is still here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Well, then you can just, you know, you're probably binging these and that's awesome. Thanks for binging. Anyhow, thank you so much for joining us for another season of the Meet for Tea cast. Love you guys for listening. Yeah, and thanks, thanks so much. We will catch you in a few weeks. The Meat for Tea cast is produced by Elizabeth McDuffie and Meat for Tea, The Valley Review. Mixed by Mark Allen Miller at Sewn Lab, East Hampton, Massachusetts. Visit Meat for Tea at www.meatfortea.com. Please consider going to anchor.fm to make a contribution through our contribution page. You can reach us through meatforteacast at gmail.com where you can leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash meetforteacast. 
We welcome suggestions for contents for the Meat for Tea cast. If you've attended a Meat for Tea Cirque and want to hear from one of the bands or one of the spoken word contributors, please let us know. All portions are copyright Meat for Tea and their respective holders. Vote for Meat for Tea on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Elizabeth, Meat for Tea on Instagram, and on the Meat for Tea and Meat for Tea cast Facebook pages. Meat for Tea is available everywhere you get your favorite podcasts.